What is up, guys? Welcome back to Big Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And I did way better today than I did on Sunday when I was trying to do my intro. Uh, and you guys have Hot Mess Express, Cheryl. I literally finished doing my zone two work. Got my stitches out yesterday, so my little scars are showing. And I am super impressed with how small all of the incisions really are on my shoulders. If you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see. It really is remarkable what they can do. So before I go into today's episode, quick little update. I am two weeks post-op as of today. Officially, um, yesterday I went in for my checkup and everything is amazing. She actually walked me through the entire uh, entire process of what she did, showed me on the cameras of what everything that she was seeing, what she fixed, um, a little bit more than what I had also thought. So she basically, first thing she did was she repaired my bicep tendon. It's called the bicep tenodesis. My bicep was intact and healthy. However, it was completely out of the bicipital groove. So she had to put it back into place. And my subscapularis muscle, which covers the bicep tendon and keeps it in place, was completely torn. So she had to repair that as well. It was really cool. Like, actually, she showed me how the cameras, you could see where she first put the insutures and how she, like, actually tightened it up. Uh, almost like you're putting a garment together. It was, it was really crazy. Um, I had a small labral tear that she repaired. Um, that wasn't really an issue. But she's like, while she was in there, she went ahead and took care of that. And also I had some small bone spurs, um, which is common. She said in some females, we just have like a, there's something to do with our, our bone, our, our acromium process and that some people have a genetic predisposition to where they tend to rub against each other. So she did go ahead and shave that off a little bit for me to, to smooth it out and hopefully prevent any further anything. So uh, I'm really happy. I got cleared for some range of motion exercises. Um, and honestly, I've probably been doing way more than I'm supposed to be doing, but it's just the nature of being CrossFitters. We are pretty resilient. She was super impressed with my recovery and that made me feel good. So I wanted to give you guys a quick little update. Um, totally unrelevant to today's Fit Body Shorts. So I am going to keep this short. I try and keep these just like some little things that you guys can think about going into your week. And, and it's Tuesday and, you know, we're closing out. We finished the first month of the new year and a lot of people start the new year with the same plan as everybody else. It's going to be the year that things are different. They sign up for a challenge. They decide to start a new diet. They start to a new training program, whatever that might look like. And I just think that fat loss is this, this like, what do I want to call it? This holy grail that everybody likes to, to think that they want to achieve, but they don't really understand a couple of the pieces of it. And if we're only always focusing on fat loss, we are losing out on so many things and we often don't stay committed to the process of losing fat long enough to get us there because we get burned out too quickly. So I want to go over three basic things that I think that most people should understand more of when it comes to fat loss. The first thing is it's going to take a lot longer than you think. Okay. So a lot of people sign up with the first 30 days in mind. I can do this this week. I can do this this week. It's it's all new. It's all fancy. It feels, it feels exciting. But guess what? That excitement wears off and reality sets in that we don't live life in a cookie cutter box. And it's going to take a lot longer. I think most people are conditioned to think I should be losing one to two pounds a week. And what happens is when they don't, they, they fizzle out and they get stressed out and they don't know exactly how to navigate that. So when you guys are setting up your fat loss plan, you have to look at 
your life in a whole and outside of just the first 30 days. That means that you have to understand periodization with your nutrition, how to not have a case of the fuck it's when you decide to have a weekend where you're going out of town and you don't want to feel like restricted. That's part of the plan. You should be able to take breaks in your fat loss plan to get you where you want to be. So there shouldn't be any stress about how fast you get there. It's all about enjoying the process, which is why sustainability matters. When you're, when you're planning a diet phase and you're signing up for something, uh, and you're looking at the foods that you're being presented with, okay, the foods particularly, because the strategies are going to change a little bit based on when you're in fat, fat loss or maintenance, but the foods you're eating shouldn't change whether you're in fat loss or you're in maintenance. Your nutritional structure shouldn't change whether you're in fat loss and nutrition. How dialed in you are might change, meaning so if you're tracking your calories and macros while you're trying to lose fat, that's for a purpose, but you should be graduating out of that. Vice versa, if you're like, I'm going to follow an intermittent fasting protocol and I'm going to fast for 12 hours a day. Well, how's that going to work for you when you have to go, you know, meet your kids for a school lunch? You're going to tell everybody like, sorry, it's not my time to eat. Like you have to think about long-term sustainability and flexibility in those things. Okay. Same thing with food choices. If you're going to eliminate carbs from your diet altogether, well, ask yourself, do you actually like eating carbs? Because maybe you should figure out how to include carbs in your fat loss phase reintroducing them is usually not a recipe for success, it's usually a recipe for disaster. Because if you haven't had something for a long time, you tend to overeat it. Okay, so it's got, you got to think about the long game, not the short game. Not Number two, not all weight loss is necessarily fat loss. And this is a very, very important one. I lost 10 pounds this month. Can you believe it? Great. You probably lost the first five pounds of water, <laughs> especially if you decided to do some kind of a drastic change in your nutrition and it causes you to like maybe change from a very highly processed diet to a whole food-based diet, or maybe you were eating a lot of carbohydrates and now you're eating a lot less carbohydrates. That's going to cause changes in your body weight that is not necessarily body fat. That is likely a lot of water. And yeah, you are going to feel a little bit leaner because you don't have the swole effect of having a little bit of water in your muscles. By the way, did you all know that your muscles are made up of primarily water? So if you want to get the best out of your workouts, having enough water is important. So we don't want to deplete our muscles of glycogen, which is what carbohydrates are for. So don't get hung up at how fast you are losing weight. And if, if somebody tells you they lost five to six pounds in the first couple of weeks, you can be like, that's great, but it's not fat. Realistically, we only lose like it's like half a pound, maybe to one to two pounds of fat a week. And that's it. It's very expensive to lose fat. You have to think about how much of a calorie deficit you have to create. And if you don't know it, it's about 3,500 calories of a deficit that you would need to create in order to lose a pound of fat, which is very difficult, okay? Because if you're not controlling calories and workout expenditure or calorie expenditure and calorie intake, it also makes it even harder. So realize that it's it's not how fast you get there, which is kind of a tag on number two, but not all weight loss is fat loss. You want it to be fat loss. Not like you don't want to lose muscle. You don't want to lose the other stuff. Last one. Okay. And these are all kind of the same overarching theme. You want to build out a year long plan rather than a first month plan. As I mentioned in part one, it's going to take a lot longer than you think. So if you think you can diet in a controlled environment, you are wrong. How many people do I know who sign up for coaching or sign up for a program and they're like, this week has gotten away from me. I'm just too busy at work. Next week will be better. I'll start again on Monday. 
and the next week comes and the same thing happens. Kids got X, Y, Z going on and it's the same thing. Oh, okay. Three weeks in, same exact thing. And then four weeks in, they're like, well, fuck it. I'm just not going to be able to do this right now. I'm going to wait till life cools down. There's always going to be something coming up. And if you truly want to change your body, you are going to have to learn how to change your eating habits, your nutrition, because that's what you can control despite life getting crazy. Okay. We can all make 5 million excuses why eating at McDonald's is more convenient than choosing the right things at McDonald's. Okay. We can choose the burger and fries, or we can choose the grilled chicken salad, which by the way, I think that McDonald's actually got rid of their salads, which is kind of crazy to me. But what I'm basically saying is we can all make excuses for why we can't stick to a plan. We all have a 5 million reasons, but few people will actually make solutions to those things. And in order for you to maintain fat loss, you have to understand how to operate in your fat loss phase, despite life's craziness. And that's also why the plan you develop needs to be flexible. So number one, weight loss is going to take a lot longer than you think. Number two, let me go back to my notes. <laughs> Not all weight loss is fat loss. And number three, you have to have the long game in mind. So make sure that you understand that life is going to hit you and there's no perfect time to start. If you can't diet because of life, likely the diet isn't going to fit your life. Hopefully this was helpful. Let me head on over to the comments here. See what I got. Good evening, Miss Elise. I hope you are doing well. Um, I've got to go grab my emergency coffee for coffee with Coach Cheryl. Ken, I think I'm going to do another one. Uh, lots of dudes fast for testosterone boost. What does it do for women? Okay, so honestly, fasting does absolutely nothing for testosterone boosting. And I will, I will actually give you some studies, Kenneth, and I will email them to you if you want me to. Um, the real benefits of fasting, all of the benefits of fasting, is mostly the, the calorie control. What people correlate to the changes in testosterone are likely the calorie restricted created from the uh, intermittent fasting and the changes in overall body composition, but not necessarily the actual fasting. This is where I can get into a tangent of correlation is not always causation. Okay. So just because you can correlate something. So for instance, ice cream sales go up in July. Is it the month of July that causes the ice cream sales to go up? No, it's the heat index, right? So like you can come up and they can correlate a number of things. Okay. So don't always think that causation and correlation are the same thing. This is big. Um, I'd rather dump some that. You know, it's funny. So Corey, I actually, my very first job was um, Burger King. <laughs> Full transparency. My first job was I was a bad ass in the kitchen and I was a bad ass in the drive through. And I was a bad, I was the multitasker, which is why I fall so good into CrossFit. Uh, but I never liked McDonald's. I liked their French fries, but never really got into McDonald's. I was definitely more of a Burger King girl just because I, that's where I worked. Um, and because I, I knew how they cooked things, I guess I kind of felt more comfortable there. I liked Wendy's too, but McDonald's didn't really do it for me. I think as I, as I got older and I started to like, look at the chicken nuggets and I would eat them and I'd be like, when, when you bought, bit into them and like the, the meat didn't look white, it used to kind of gross me out. Whereas when I went to when I went to Burger King or Wendy's, it looked all white, which was always like, ooh, cleaner. So definitely. Um, working late. Thanks for the live podcast. My stomach is grumbling, though. Jody, you better get home and get some fuel, girl. 
fuel is important. So my next episode, I think I'm going to be talking a little bit about the open. Um, I'm debating if I'm going to make it a longer one or a shorter one. So would love to know, peeps, are you guys doing the open, the CrossFit open? Um, and uh, what are your thoughts on the workouts and kind of going into what are your plans? Are you guys doing Friday Night Lights? You can just do it as part of the class workout, just kind of getting a feel for my listeners, uh, what you guys want help with going into the open. I'm going to go over just some basics, like should you be changing out um, nutrition uh, for that? Kenneth asks, is your experience, in your experience, what is the best cardio for fat loss? Love, love, love this question, because guess what? There's such a misconception about cardio and fat loss, and I think I could do a whole podcast episode on this. So Everybody needs cardio, guys. Whether you're trying to lose weight or not, cardio is cardiovascular, right? So we're trying to train our heart. Um, the best cardio for fat loss is going to be, it depends on a couple of things. So when you are in a calorie deficit um, and you are definitely, depending on how big of a calorie deficit, doing too much high intensity cardio can actually make you really hungry. Um, and so you want to make sure that you're watching out for that. So if your personality tends to gravitate towards the higher intensity, you might need a more moderate calorie deficit. Um, I think the safer bet for most people is that you should be doing a couple of bursts of high intensity throughout the week, just because I think it's good for overall anabolic effects, but keeping like low intensity cardio as the majority but not doing too much of it. So I think that two zone two sessions a week um, for anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes a day or 30 to 60 minutes is good. And I think more importantly, um, as a CrossFitter, we're not used to thinking about this, but walking is pretty good cardio for fat loss. Um, I always recommend to my clients who are uh, having a hard time with plateaus, I look at their overall step count. If they're below 10K, I'm like, let's just get in an extra walk a day. And that typically will help take them over the edge a little bit for fat loss. But that was a great question. Steady state is buzzword. But once again, Kenneth, I agree. Just watch how much of it you're doing because like it, it, it kind of can be a slippery slope too. So like when I finished my zone two session today, I was starving. And that's why I'm still sitting in my sports bra because I, I literally had to come in and eat and I had this topic on my mind because uh, when I'm in my zone two, that's usually when I start thinking about things that I feel like you guys need to know about. So I would definitely make sure that you keep it um, to a controlled amount. Realistically, what I always remind people is whatever you're doing to lose body fat, you want to be thinking about that's what you should also be doing when you're maintaining. So whatever cardio you pick up in your fat loss phase, you want to be able to continue that on. So don't make it overly obsessive unless you have like a specific date and you're trying to pick it up for that date. Like if you're like, man, I got I got a photo shoot in four weeks and I got I to gotta get this extra weight off, then I might be like, all right, step it up a little bit and you can take it back. Um, just kind of like periodizing for CrossFit games, I guess. But uh, any other questions, guys, before I sign off? All right, crew. I will talk to you all soon. Um, awesome stuff tonight. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. And if you guys are planning your own fat loss journey and you want some help, shoot me a message. We'd love to help.